right, let's talk to uh, Mark Feinstein about the uh, Yankees today since they're down to camp, and uh, so is he. So, Mark, what's going on? Uh, I'm good, although I must correct you. I'm still in the cold of New Jersey right now. Oh, you are? I thought you, yeah. were, I thought you were in Florida. No, nope, heading to Arizona in, uh, in about a week or so. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. that. What, what, oh, the heck, we want to talk to you then. We don't want to talk to you. I didn't know you, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know you were here in New York. I thought you were still down. I thought you were down there. Nope, still still home. Not yet. All right. So, all right, we'll talk anyway, even though you're still there. Since the baseball season's upon us, we'll talk anyway. So, all right, um, the the free agents, what's your read on the big two at this juncture? My read right now is that neither of them are close to signing. I mean, you keep hearing all these rumors, oh, this one's close with this, and this one's making progress with this. Uh, but then you talk to people, and it sounds like they're both still – you know, in pretty much exactly the same spot they've been in. I had one person tell me they wouldn't be surprised if uh, Harper and Machado both go into March, maybe even mid-March at this point. So, uh, you know, what I do you think, think they want? Give me best case scenario for each guy. What 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 is what is what do you think or what do you assume Manny Machado wants? Well, you'd have to think it's you know eight years and two forty plus. Oh, there's know, no one even there, there's no one even then there's no one even 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 talking those numbers. Uh, not that we know of, I and mean, we've heard the White Sox have been, you know, sort of. I heard the other day somebody was reporting, you know, they were in the eight-year two twenty range. Uh, you know, who knows what's true at this point? Because you hear so many things from so many different people. Harper is a different case for me, though, because if he turned down three hundred from the Nationals uh, in September, then you'd think that they're not going to sign unless they find that number elsewhere or get it back. Well, from how the would they find that? You know, I don't and, know. And how much I is the war? How much is the how much is the war number playing against Harper? I mean, when you got guys out there like Trout, Betts, who have ten point nine wars last year, ten point six, and his is one point three. I mean, you know, people they people you know pay attention to that number now. He's got a. I mean, I don't want to make it all about the one number, but man, he's got a one point three last year. I well, mean, and, it's and unbelievable. Quite, and quite honestly, Mike, as good as Harper's been, if you take out that ten war season he had in twenty fifteen, yeah, he's had terrible MVP, numbers. Yeah, it's one point one, one point five, four point seven, one point three for the last five years. Yeah, so. he's had. Ter- he's like eighty second. If you rank the players, he's like eighty second in the war numbers. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, almost you know more than a third of his career war is that one season, and you know that season is tantalizing. It makes everybody think, "Oh, this is what that guy's capable of being." But he hasn't been that more years than he has, and so uh, I think you're right. I think ultimately they may look back and think that turning down that three hundred million from the Nationals may end up being a, a huge error. Do you think they are trying to? Now you heard the Giants getting involved. The Giants, when they want something, are not afraid to spend. You've heard them being mentioned with Harper lately. Uh, then you hear the stuff about, oh, Manny's flirting with the Yankees. The Yanks are looking to get him at a bargain discount. First of all, I mean, I'm not saying the Yankees wouldn't take him at a certain price, but boy, he'd have to make it pretty exciting for the Yankees because the Yankees sure don't need him. Yeah, I think well, when Hal Steinbrenner comes out and says you can't rule them out for either Harper or Machado, that just keeps the the, the you know the Flames fan in that in that case, uh, and I think that's why you've heard more about that. The Giants are interesting. I agree with you that they've usually gone out and done what they've needed to do right. when they want somebody. But everything that I'm hearing and people I've spoken to said the Giants are really interested in Harper at a you know four year sort of situation where they'd pay him a high AAV, make him the highest paid guy annually in the game, you know, maybe four years times 35, something like that. But but they're not looking to go out and give the eight-year, ten-year contract. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of these teams have come in. If Harper's willing to, 
you know, go for a four-year deal at a high AAV, I think you'd have 10 teams that would be in the mix for him, including the Yankees. I think all those teams would say, you only have to commit four years and not, you know, wrap up $300 million in 10 years into a deal. Well, talk to us. Count us in on, on, you know, being in this mix. But as long as they're looking for eight years, nine years, ten years, I think that's where teams are shying away, even for a guy uh, in Harper and Machado's case, 26 years old. So you're only, you know, an eight-year deal takes them through their age, what, 33 season. That's not unreasonable. You're not, you're not signing these guys to 40-41 like Pujols and Cano. You know what I would do if I were these guys, and I, I, really, I really mean this, I would go out in this market and I'd say, you know what? We know what's going on here. Eventually, the play association is going to have to strike back. I mean, sooner or later, you know, and they don't, they, you know, if Firanoza were here, they'd be screaming collusion. They'd be running to get an injunction. I mean, you, you, we all know it, okay? I mean, that's who they are. These guys now aren't as litigious as those guys used to be. So they're not, they're not screaming as much, all right? So, uh, and who knows what, how it's going to get in a couple of years. Maybe we're going to have a contentious couple of years. We'll see. But I would, I would go out and I'd tell my agent, get me one year with a good team at the best buck you can get me, a big buck for one year, and then I'll come right back out on the market. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. The problem with that, Mike, is that, you know, last year we were sitting here, and I think on this date, J.D. Martinez was still unsigned, and Jake Arrieta was still unsigned, and some of these other big guys, and we said the same thing. And we said, well, next year we'll have Harper and Machado, and the market will pick back up. But what's to say this wouldn't happen again Well, you see, well, then sooner or later, you know that the play association has to start the fight. You know they do. but Bryce Harper and Manny Machado aren't worried about sooner or later. They're worried about their deals now. So that's why I wouldn't wouldn't sign a bad contract. I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to sign a contract that's going to lock me in at a bad dollar because I'm there's something going on right now. I'm not going to be the guy who gets caught in the middle of that. I'd just go out and, and, and you know, not be afraid of my talent to go out and play year to year. And hence, that's why we're talking about these guys potentially being unsigned into mid-March or even later. So, uh, yeah, it's a really tricky situation. I, I was one of those guys who said, these two guys are going to be different. I thought they'd both be signed before Christmas, just because I thought there would be teams looking at the rare opportunity to get a 26-year-old star in their prime. I mean, this was you know, the, this is as close as we've seen to A-Rod 2001 uh, as, as we've seen. And so, they're not as good as A-Rod either. No, one I, I yes. said as close. Yeah. We haven't seen anybody yeah. quite as right. good as A-Rod hit the market at 26. Right. Uh, but when A-Rod hit the market at 26, there was no question he was going to get a mega deal, and he got the biggest deal in, in baseball history at the time. I thought it was going to be a similar situation for these guys because getting 26-year-old superstars in free agency is just something that doesn't happen or hasn't happened in a long time. But now we're seeing guys come up younger. I mean, think about it this way. Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, these guys are going to be free agents at 25 as well, uh, you know, in, in five years. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that next CBA. Um, but right now, as far as these two guys go, uh, they're, they're just sitting there waiting for something to happen, whether that's an injury in spring training uh, or what. I don't think any of us know yet, but, uh, you know, they'll be playing somewhere this year. I just don't know when we'll find out what that is. Fascinating. It is considering the players, it's fascinating. And then you wonder about whether or not they upset the balance of power. Like, listen, I mean, to me, if I'm the Yankees, I, I'm not even going there because I just don't need – I mean, I, I already set records for home runs. I don't need them. I mean, I really don't. There are a lot of teams, though, that could use these guys. And I thought for sure that one of them would have been on the Phillies because the Phillies talked a big game. I thought for sure, and I still do, think the Phillies are going to be involved with one of these guys. I think you're right. I think the Phillies want one of these guys. They've certainly made a lot of really good moves this winter. Uh, you know, Robertson, Segura – uh, McCutcheon, now Real Muto, they've done a lot to add to their team. Uh, you wonder, 
is it a situation where these two guys just don't want to play in Philly because they've you know been said to be out there with with big offers or or willing to make big offers and you figured that if the offer was big enough for a team that's a contender uh, that you know in the Northeast where they've both played that that one of them would have ended up there uh, and yet here we are February 13th and neither of them have signed there so you know it wouldn't surprise me if Philly does wind up. Uh, you know, pushing the envelope a little bit and getting one of them. But at the same time, if you told me that Philly was going to not get either of them and instead sign Dallas Keuchel, Craig Kimbrell, and Marvin Gonzalez, uh, you could argue that that might even be a better course of action for them. So uh, I think the Phillies still have some noise to make for certain. Uh, I just don't know whether that's going to be one guy or three guys. Togo Mark Feinstein, do you think that you will, we will eventually hear something from the Players Association? Are you surprised by their silence? No, I'm not that surprised. Again, this is the second year in a row. They have had some guys you know, get some pretty nice contracts this year. I mean, some guys who signed early. All those relievers got decent money. Patrick Corbin got $140 million. Corbin got a, actually a large contract. So yeah. he, he's the one who got the one contract. And, you pitchers, know, the pitchers can do it, which is why you watch to see what the DeGrom contract will be. Yeah, pitchers uh, still get yeah. paid. I mean, Ivaldi got $70 million. You know, some pitchers still get paid. There's still a need for pitching. But, you know, every team needs pitching whereas every team doesn't need a third baseman, every team doesn't need an outfielder, and that's where you have more limited market for guys like Machado and Harper. Right, and especially when the Yankees aren't in there. You know, I think the I think they felt for sure, especially uh, I think Harper's camp thought that the Yankees would never cease at, 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 to jump at an opportunity to get him. And, and, think, and you know what? I think it would have been that way if Stanton hadn't come to the Yankees. I think it changed well, everything. If I think it certainly would have been that way. And it's not just the Yankees, Mike. The Cubs aren't in. The Dodgers aren't in. The Red Sox aren't in. Some of these big teams that usually you know, are the ones who end up handing out these huge contracts, none of them are in on these guys. And I think that's, that's really affected the market as well. They don't have any of the, you know, the top five payroll teams really going out there trying to go above and beyond to sign them. Uh, whereas when you have you know, the Yankees and Red Sox or the Yankees and Cubs sort of battling for a player, uh, you know, then the agents just have big dollar signs in their eyes. Well, these teams have all gotten younger, too. You know, and they've tried to get younger. They've tried to really put their emphasis on getting younger. The Yankees did. All these teams have. And let's be honest, the Yankees have some really expensive young players around the corner. I mean, they, you know, you could, if Sanchez bounces back, they got three or four guys who are going to be worth a fortune in a couple of years. Oh, no question about it. You look at it's, it's the model that the Cubs and Astros built. 2016-2017 championships went to teams that sort of tore it all down. Now, the Yankees didn't have to tear it down. They were able to build up this farm system and bring up some of these young stars without going through the 65-win seasons. But the, the model now has been, you know, build a core of young players and then supplement that with free agents. Well, the Yankees certainly still have their fair share of high-priced talent. It's not like, you know, I think their payroll right now is about $210, $215 million. So you can't accuse the Yankees of being cheap when it comes to not going out and getting Machado or Harper. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, Judge is going to get paid big time at big some point time. down the line here. Torres, Lambert Torres, you know, Sanchez, will they bring Severino. Back That's going to be some serious money. Didi, so, Severino. I mean, these guys are all going to make a lot of money. Yeah, so, you know, the Yankees, the Yankees are looking at long-term as well as short-term. And, you know, if you look at the way they've allocated their funds this winter, they've made some really smart moves. You know, they've built up this big bullpen again, you know, bringing back Britain, signing out of Vino to replace Robertson. So they've got this huge bullpen again. You brought back Happ. You really liked what he did last year. Uh, you know, LeMayhew, they, they, they made some very shrewd moves that I think make them a better roster overall, even if it didn't bring in the big star power. But they have plenty of star power. We're talking with Mark Feinstein. What about the Mets? What do you think about the Mets right now? 
Uh, you know, I've said all winter I've liked the moves that Brody made just because I think if he had sat back and sort of been, uh, you know, just sort of, well, we like some of our young guys and we'll see what happens, I don't think that would have played well with the fan base. Trading one of the two big pitchers wouldn't have played well particularly. Uh, and I think when you go into a season with the pitching staff the Mets have, uh, you always say if they stay healthy, and that's obviously the only if that matters. But if they can stay healthy, then we can see what happened in 2015 where, you know, they can pitch their way to uh, to a division championship. So I like what they've done. Obviously, they've got to stay healthy. They've got to get a good year out of Cano. I think that's going to happen. I, I've been a big Cano fan for a long time. I think he's, uh, you know, I don't know if he'll be I productive. think Cano will do well the first year. I, You know, I... I... Part of me, you know, the Mets and second baseman scare you. They they ate up some great ones, you know, through the years. So that scares you. Uh, I think he's going to have a really good first year. I really do. I don't know about long term, but first year, I think he's going to do well. I think first two to three years, he'll be Robbie Cano. I mean, you look at what he did when he came back from that suspension last year. He looked like the guy yeah, he played well. who was, you know, an all-star player all these yep. years. So do I know what years four and five are going to look like? No. And obviously, getting the DH in the National League would benefit the Mets when it comes to Robbie Cano uh, in those final years. But I like the moves they've made. I think the National League East is a fascinating division. I think four of those teams have made moves to get better this year. The Braves started out hot in the offseason. They got Donaldson. They added McCann back. And then they kind of just simmered off. And I would have liked to have seen them go out and get a pitcher or two. Um, you know, but they did win the division. They have a lot of good young talent. The Nats made a lot of moves. The Phillies made a lot of moves. I, I think it's a really fascinating division. You could pick any one of those four teams out of a hat and make an argument for them to win the NL East. Yeah, I, I could. You know, it's funny they are, and the Nats are the favorite, believe it or not. Which I was surprised. I didn't think they would be. I thought the Braves would be, but the Nats are actually the favorites. Well, if, if Philly ends up getting Harper and Machado, that could change. That could change. All right. So, uh, what? What is? Who's the best team right now? Still, do you think the Red Sox are still the best team, or do you think the Yankees are now? Uh, you know, I think the Yankees, Red Sox, and Astros, again, put them in a hat, pick them out. I think all three of those teams are, are really good, uh, and, and I think whichever one stays the healthiest is going to be the best team. That's, that's always the key. I don't like the Red Sox bullpen. If there's one shortcoming there, I just, you know, letting Joe Kelly and Kimbrell leave, and Kimbrell could wind up back there again, uh, but just they did not replace those guys with anybody. And I just thought, you know, if they were going to let Kimbrell walk, that's fine. He was asking for a lot of money. I got that. But I was surprised to see them not sign Andrew Miller, Ottavino, Robertson, or Britton. I figured one of those guys was definitely going to go to Boston. Uh, and when all four of those guys didn't, I just I don't, I don't like what Dombrowski's done with the bullpen. So if there's one area where I think the Yankees have a huge advantage, it's in that bullpen, and that's why I'd make them the, the favorites in the AL East. But the Astros are going to be really tough again as well. Well, uh, those three teams in the American League are really stacked. Thanks, Mark. We'll chat. Thanks very much. You got it, Mike. All right, Mark Feinstein. Eddie Seal will be coming up from Port St. Lucie a little later. Back after this.